Hello, you lovely lot. I wanted to take a moment to share an exciting announcement with you all. I will be doing a live show for Happy Mum, Happy Baby at the podcast show in London on the 22nd of May. This will be a live episode of this very podcast featuring me and a very special soon-to-be-announced guest. Get ready for a candid conversation, unfiltered truths, laughs, invaluable non-judgmental advice and lived experiences. Dive into the complexities of parenting while juggling work, relationships and personal growth and we'll be talking beyond the baby years. As well as the live episode, the show will also include a Q&A with both me and my guest. Tickets go on sale this Friday the 26th of April at 10am, but anyone who is part of the Happy Mum, Happy Baby newsletter will be getting early access to tickets on Wednesday the 24th of April at 10am. To sign up to the newsletter and for more information about the event, please head to happymumhappybaby.com forward slash events. I can't wait to see you there. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. And welcome to a brand new episode of Happy Mum, Happy Baby, the podcast. Today I'm very excited because I've got two mates with me. Uh, one who I've worked with in 222, a ghost story. The other is his wife, but possibly my most favourite out of the couple. Sorry, James. <laughs> it's James and Claire Buckley. Hello. <laughs> well, Thanks for having me, I guess. <laughs> You're here. Yeah. Be excited about that. I know you are. I'm always excited, you know me. <laughs> That's the problem. She does I know I don't, yeah, I don't think I've ever said James Buckley is an excited person. Ever, <laughs> no, ever, ever, and obviously together you do at home with the Buckleys now, which you've been doing for ages. Yeah, it's been a while now, isn't it? It'll be three years in December. Turn it into a book. We yeah. did amazing, and yeah. soon going to do a podcast together. We are, yeah, yeah. we are going to do a podcast. Everybody else is doing it. Yeah, I think it's a badly kept secret. We keep mentioning on our vlog that we're working on something. And we keep saying that it's, you know, it's the obvious thing. It's the thing that <laughs> yeah. I think everyone does. And we wanted to be one of the cool kids yeah. and wow. have our own podcast. Yeah, I think that's the way forward. Also, though, what's going to be nice about you guys doing it is that people know so much. Well, they feel like they'll know you because of doing the videos that you've already done. And actually, it's going to be another side of you, maybe, or just a bit more. Hopefully. Yeah, I think the thing with the podcast, because we've actually already recorded a couple episodes oh we're you... really we're really letting the cat well, 
<laughs> you uh, definitely get more of a chance to get into stories more yeah. and go a little bit deeper. Obviously, the vlog is very sort of fast and just like a quick snapshot yeah. of a weekend and that sort of stuff, whereas the podcast has already brought some stuff that we've probably never planned on talking about. Yeah, we've recorded a couple. I can already see that we're going down a road of Claire basically saying, cut that bit that James said there. I'm not sure about that bit. Yeah. Because we've got like a group WhatsApp <laughs> right. the producer and stuff. And I'm like, no, 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 that's the funniest bit. That's the best bit. We've got to keep that bit. Yeah. So I mean, it is funny, but... Oh. It might only last two episodes before it gets, <laughs> gets cancelled. Before it gets cancelled, so make sure you check it out. <laughs> well, you say, can. You two posted something a little while ago, and I can remember forwarding it to Tom, and literally I watched it a few times because it made me laugh so much. When you had something wrong with you, and you were so unsympathetic because you were like, it was your ass last night, now it's this. Oh, the neck, yeah. Yeah, I just saw neck. But I don't get any sympathy at home. And that's all I'm after. Again, not because I don't want to give you sympathy. It's so difficult. When somebody goes to bed complaining about their arse and wakes up complaining about their (laughs) neck, I don't know what to do. There's no correlation with that. Mm. Right, let's talk about your childhoods. Where did you grow up? What was it like? Oh, dear. Oh, Oh, gosh. Tough upbringing for me. Real... uh, (laughs) Should I get the violin out now? You know. No, grew up in Dagenham. Very working class. Very traditional. Grew up across the road from the Ford's factory. I think our age is the last generation that has that sort of post-war. <laughs> At my primary school, I could look out and see Ford's from my classroom. And the mentality was, if you keep your head down, you know, work hard, there might be a job for you across the road. And that was the ambition. Mm. Was like, oh, brilliant. I did. I played in bomb shelters, old World War Two yeah. bomb shelters and stuff. And... Unfortunately, they're dying out, but we were still around people that were involved in the Second World War. Yeah. So I remember the 90s not feeling too dissimilar to probably the 40s or 50s <laughs> in working-class Britain. Really bog-standard, grew up on a estate, everyone knew each other, everyone went to the workingmen's club on a Friday and a Saturday evening. There was a big sense of community then? There was, yeah, absolutely. It was the last days of... I mean, I wouldn't dream of it now with our kids, but it was the last days of just... Your mum and dad would go, do you want to get out of the house? You used to be, stop hanging around the house, go on, get out. (laughs) Just go. Like literally being forced, (laughs) like with the door slamming behind you. Go on, go and see your mates or ride your bike or something. I don't want you hanging around here all day. Come home for tea. When the lights come on, when the street lamps come on, come (laughs) home. Totally different world now. Mm. Yeah, you'd never dream of doing that with your kids. No, they'd get lost. (laughs) What have we done to them? If I pushed them out, they'd get lost in the front garden. What was yours like, Claire? Not as war torn as James. <laughs> it wasn't war torn. It's just it was uh, like a you know a Enid Blyton novel. Yeah, my, uh, yeah. My upbringing. I mean, mine's was very normal as well. Very working class. My mum and dad worked in Johnny Walker's, the whiskey factory. Oh yeah. So I think so did everybody in my family. At some point, we all sort of got a little job when we left school. Get you through college. Get your drinking money and stuff. I've got quite a big family. My mum's got, you know, four sisters and a brother, so we've all got loads of cousins. And Mm. it was very much um, Saturday night, everybody would go to my gran and papa's, you know, blind date, big dinner for everybody, all the cousins there. Again, which 
I think is quite sad. I don't feel like that happens as much anymore. Is it that community thing? Because like, like James was saying, you had the community from the people that were your neighbours. You had the community because your family lived yeah. in close proximity, whereas yeah. now, you know, we all move. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And how old were you both when you met? And where did you meet? Were you an online meeting? Yeah, there was a little bit of that going on. There was a on. little bit of chat online. Um, slip into each other's DMs. Yeah, we met very quickly. <laughs> okay. Then it very quickly went to phones, chatted on the phone mm-hmm. a lot, like ridiculous, where he was telling me that we were going to get married and stuff. We hadn't even met. Um, we I spoke was about. Sort of joking. Sort of joking, but sort of not. <laughs> no. We spoke about the fact that. If we had a kid, we wanted to call him Harrison. You li- you spoke about this before you'd even met? Well, yeah. Well, it was very Beatles-driven. It, uh, yeah, this is, it, wasn't, it wasn't like... Yeah, because you both you, have you, a massive you're love. You're making of, a sound No, sorry. Okay. No, no, no. Like, and also, you were early 20s by this <laughs> point, right? Yeah, yeah, 21, 22. It was more just sort of thinking about the future and what ifs and stuff like well, that. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying but is... I wasn't going... We're getting married. You're having kids. <laughs> no. I'll, ke- what... you know, keep the kitchen clean and <laughs> that's I'll not give you some pocket I... money every week. <laughs> it wasn't that sort of... I wish. <laughs> that's not what I say. We spoke about music a lot. We both love music. We're mm. both huge Beatles fans. I had said, I said, I always think I'm going to have two boys, which mm. was weird. I said, but I definitely know my first one's going to be a boy and I'm calling him Harrison after George Harrison because he's just my favourite person in the whole world. And then James was like, yeah, George Harrison's my favourite. I'd be up for that yeah, name, that's that, fine. That was it. That was the conversation where it got very real for me. We were talking about music a lot, yeah, which is, you know, quite important to us. And she was talking about how much she likes the Beatles. And I was like, all right, who's your favourite Beatle? And I was thinking, here we go, oh, Paul, John, I don't know. Yeah. And then she went, George Harrison. I went, oh, well, he's my favourite as well. Everyone usually says Paul or John, but... Oh, okay. Yeah. That conversation meant so much to me that that's basically what our whole marriage... um... (laughs) (laughs) You know, the boys always laugh. Because thank God our kids are huge Beatles fans. They are maybe more obsessed than we are. And they always sort of say, Mum, if the Beatles didn't exist, would you and Dad have got together? And I was like, there's a chance we might not have. It's so ridiculous. But there's a chance we might not have, which is hilarious. So, yeah, the Beatles are a big part of our house. So what was it like when you actually first met then? You were still in Scotland, right? Yeah, so we met in Liverpool. I was doing a DJ gig. The home of the Beatles. I know, it's a coincidence. I was doing a DJ. Or was it like you were in Liverpool, so you had to get together there? Well, um, it was sort of halfway. Yeah, Yeah. so it's sort of equidistance. Because I was like, I'm not going all the way there. Between the South East. So we met in Liverpool and had a great time. Did you do anything Beatles? I don't know what it is about Liverpool. There was literally just Beatles playing in the streets. I don't know where it was coming from. It was the summer. It was the height of summer. Yeah. The streets were quite busy and like bars had their doors and stuff open. It was like a really kind of cool vibe. And the Beatles were playing and we were just sort of laughing. We were like, yeah. oh my God, this is ridiculous. I really enjoyed myself and we had a good time. And then it was time to say goodbye. And I just said, oh, I'm going, I'm just driving back home now and I'm not really doing anything. Or like, Do you want to just come back with me because it was the weekend wasn't it and you said yeah alright then we drove back down to the south east and we lived together ever since my mum's oh, my mum makes a joke that I've actually never come back from my first date <laughs> <laughs> just disappeared isn't that crazy yeah. though like how much you've spoken to each other beforehand and everything in meeting that just obviously was 
Like yeah. it cemented it. It was, yeah. I knew I was ready to stick. I didn't want to twist. No, <laughs> nice, nice way of putting that. Yeah. Really good. Really yeah. Good. No, it was one of those really cheesy, annoying things where we were just like, all right, I guess this is it then. Yeah. Did you start talking about actual starting a family? No, we did have fun for about, what, I don't know, four or five months. Mm. Then we had a baby. Yeah, no, well, then you got pregnant. <laughs> All right, so talk to me about getting pregnant. Yeah, you got pregnant. We didn't have a baby. How, how, how was I, that? I'd be very suspicious <laughs> after five months of us going out and suddenly a baby's turned up. <laughs> I'd, I'd have a few questions. Okay. How was that, finding out you were pregnant? It was scary. It was scary because it's a really big deal mm. and it's a really important job. Yeah. Were you just late or were there any, like, what I made was you... so ill. Right. Claire oh was really ill. Oh, my God, Ill. I was throwing up constantly. We were, we were in Mallorca at the time. We were in Magaluf because I was making the first Inbetweeners film and we were staying in a hotel that cost eight euros a night. That was the budget. Wow. Claire was feeling awful. <laughs> so, you know, it was the early days in the relationship and... We're doing it quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, Getting a pregnancy test in a foreign country, that's got to be fun. Yeah, and it was a digital one. Right. The only one we could find was digital, so there was a word for pregnant. And none of us speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> but it was either pregnant or no yeah. pregnant, so yeah, we knew. But then obviously we had to phone my mum, because I was there for a while, because yeah. they were filming the film, and I was there for a while, and then I was going to go back. I was like, oh, I need to tell you something. And she was like, well, you're either engaged or pregnant. I went, well, I'm not engaged. <laughs> they she were, was like, um, oh, my God, Claire. Claire's parents were always super supportive. They and, could tell straight away that um, yeah. he wasn't going anywhere. How did you feel in that moment seeing the pregnancy stick? Well, we did sort of know it was coming. Didn't yeah. we? we were being responsibly irresponsible, mm -hmm. where we knew there would be a chance. And we thought, yeah, no, we're fine. We'll yeah. Do it. Fat hands are hands. Yeah. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But it happened quickly. <laughs> yeah, it really did. <laughs> and you would have thought we learned a lesson, but no, less than two years later. Was it? It happened again. Well, uh, yeah, definitely less than two years, because there's 20 months between the boys. So 11 months later. Yeah. Less than a year later. <laughs> pregnant again. <laughs> Um, which again, in hindsight, actually was that was your fault. That one, I take no part uh, yeah, in that no, one. That was my, How? That was, yeah, I was. I got to be excited. Made that one happen. <laughs> I was uh, like, I don't know, because you know, I've just had a baby. I think you really need to be careful. He was like, Nah, I'll be fine. Come on. That's how I talk in bed as well. <laughs> so, so you can see why. I can see why it happened. Why it was irresistible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah go on. Yeah, we fine. Go on. Swing your legs up there. <laughs> <laughs> Over my shoulders, that's it, go on, go. <laughs> so, so I'm guessing the Jesus. second pregnancy was a, a, like a bigger surprise. That well, was a bigger uh, surprise. But yeah. in between the second pregnancy, we got married and bought a house. Yeah. yeah, so we hadn't done anything for a couple of months, so we thought... <laughs> couple of days. We better have a baby or something, because... It's getting boring now. It yeah. really is. Yeah. So pleased it happened the way that it did, because there is a chance that maybe kids are hard work, aren't they? Yeah. Famously hard work. So it might have been something that we maybe have put off for a few years or something if like that. If we'd actually take we, a second yeah, to plan if we'd, anything. If we planned anything, yeah. it might have been like, well, we're all right at the moment. Like the, yeah. 
in hindsight, it worked out absolutely perfectly. Bosh, bosh, get them out. And that's how it works, yeah. Right. And, um, yeah, yeah, of course. That. Yeah, just, just but, sneezing their ass. <laughs> but what's beautiful is because they are so close in age, they're, Two they're boys. the best of friends. Yeah. And they've got each other's backs and they do, they love being around each other and they hang out with each other constantly. Very rarely any bickering or any rivalry. Have they never bickered? No. They are really good. I know that's annoying. What's really good is that their personalities really complement each other. Yeah, they're different enough, but Harrison, similar enough. Harrison's really annoying. <laughs> he is, though, <laughs> isn't he? He is, bless him. And Jude's quite laid back. He's yeah, got a lot of patience. So it works. It works perfectly. He's not annoying. Harrison's just more... In a funny way. Harrison's more... You know he's there. Yeah. You never miss Harrison, do no. you? You're not like, oh, I wonder where Jude, Harrison is. Jude's quiet, laid back, yeah. really calm, doesn't really say much, but when he does say something, he's hilarious. Harrison's always on. Yeah. Harrison's ready. If there's a joke there, he's got it. Harrison, for every 10 jokes, you know, two or three will land. Jude will no say a joke for God knows how long, and then he comes in and you're like, yeah, that's why you wait. <laughs> Harrison's the type of kid that does something. Like There's been a few times where he's doing something like at the, at the back of the garden or in your periphery or something like that, and we've both noticed, and he acts on as if he doesn't know that we're watching them. <laughs> yeah. What we always say to Harrison, yeah, you're the main character yeah. in your movie. It's that, it's, it's, you are the we, he's main character. We're vibes. all characters in Harrison the movie. <laughs> yeah. And he's the star. Yeah. But he's got focus and drive and, you know. He does. He definitely does. Yeah, he does. He's got a lot of ambitions and he loves music and he, he loves playing instruments and things like that. And He's great on the guitar mm. and the drums. Yeah. Uh, what were your pregnancies like? Were they different? Kind of similar, but yeah, they were quite different. Harrison, my first, was just sick constantly. Really? Oh, constantly. Didn't matter if I had a strawberry or, you know, a massive takeaway, I would throw up afterwards. Really bad at being in the car. Remember, do you remember just anywhere we had to drive to, we had to stop because I had to... Yeah, it was well annoying. <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> um, no, I was there for you. I was there for you. James can't handle sick or no, any of that stuff. So he'd be like, uh, okay, no. no. <laughs> I can't see it. I can't smell it. I can't hear it. No, he was really helpful. What happens if you do? I just, I'd be sick. He right, would be okay. sick. And then I would have to go, just go because you're making me worse. Because he would just stand going. Whoop, whoop. I guess that's a phobia, is it? Yeah, no. there is a phobia of being sick. I'm not scared you're of not it. You're not a phobia. You're just. It makes me be sick, though. Yeah. You're just really unhelpful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was a rock during the pregnancies. <laughs> yeah. Jude, I don't remember being as sick with Jude, but I do remember having a lot of back and hip pains yeah. and really struggling to move as much with yeah. Jude. But then again, you know, I was running after a toddler as well. Mm -hmm. So, and not it, sleeping as well, because obviously we already had Harrison. I remember it was getting in and out of cars for you. That was the like you Jude, hated it. And my hip was quite bad. You had Jude. to sort of twist, and there's a lot of hip movement in yeah. getting in and out of yeah. the car, isn't there? And Jude was a bit bigger than Harrison, so I don't know if that had anything to do with it. But I actually did quite enjoy both pregnancies. Once you get past that sickness stage, mm. I think once I got past, especially with Harrison, once I got past maybe four months, and you know when the bump starts growing and yeah. that sort of stuff, I really actually liked it. 
And I remember missing being pregnant when he was born. Oh. I like I missed the feeling mm. of being pregnant. So it's a good job we did it again so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, um, obviously as a guy, pregnancy is infinitely easier, but it is a really, really exciting yeah. time. Getting scans, find, yeah. finding out what's because we, we yeah did you find out yeah yeah oh, we could, we, there's no away. way we could have waited. Our reasoning was it's always a surprise. Yeah, Whether it's just now when or, the surprise you know, happens, yeah. There's no way. I'm far too childish. There's no yeah. way that I would have been just staring at a bump going... No, that wonder. would have drove me nuts. Well, and that's the thing. It's other people saying to you the whole time, oh, it's uh, definitely... A... Oh, you're yeah. carrying high. Yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah, see, we didn't have to put up any of that because we were like, it's a boy, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> also, just getting organised. As soon as we found out it was a boy, we went shopping and we bought a little Fred Perry, yeah. my first Fred Perry. Yeah. And, like, loads of little stuff to get organised. But Harrison had a guitar before he was born. Yeah, I didn't buy that. That was dad. Yeah. Did that help you connect to the pregnancy as well? I guess so. I mean, I the first pregnancy, you were really. I was at home a lot more. You were home a lot more, and you used to read. Yeah. We read. used to lie in bed, and he would read Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. No. To just, the bump. Just so that he knew my voice. Yeah. Don't do that with the second one. Not that you had worn off. Yeah. <laughs> That's another thing as well. We did the classic thing. So while I think it was a few months actually before Harrison was due, we spent the summer in Los Angeles because Claire's got family out there. Mm. They're great at marketing stuff and gadgets and things like that. So we bought every single baby gadget that you could think of anything that was automated especially then because that's coming up 12 years yeah. ago now yeah. so even the monitors the baby monitors with the video and stuff that was all like Ooh, was that, wow, that was on you oh, living in the future yeah baby bottles that made themselves up during the night and stuff at the correct temperature and all that we bought absolutely everything spent an absolute fortune um didn't use. didn't use any of it. <laughs> really? Hardly used any of it, hardly opened any. You don't need it, do you? Right. It's all nonsense. So that was our attitude by the yeah. time Jude was, you know, imminent. We were like, well, we've done it before. It's that thing, and you know. And very much of it is, market, it is marketing. Yeah, absolutely. Because you feel like oh, my life is going to be so much better. And because you know that so much is going to be out of your control, yeah. it feels like in some way you're taking ownership of it, getting on top of things, and you're going to make life as easy as possible. But actually, you're going, well, but it's don't not, that. You know, it's not just about making life easy as well. It's like, well, do we need, we, this? We need it. Yeah. 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 The baby might grow up shorter if we don't, you know, there's all this sort of stuff running through your mind. Oh, well, we've got to get that. But it's that thing, isn't it? Like, so, you know, with Harrison, especially when he was first born, you know, or when he was a baby, when the dummy fell on the floor, it'd be mm. like, oh, sterilise it. You know, when Jude was born, it was like... <laughs> Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. You know, you learn very quickly. That's what used to happen when we were growing up. Yeah. I always saw people picking up a dummy from the floor, putting yeah. it in their mouths and it straight into the baby. I mean, it's the whole thing. Even, you know, when they were started teething and stuff, my gran would be like, a wee bit of whiskey in their gums. And I'd be like, no. <laughs> like, we draw the line somewhere. I had a nurse tell me that. Yeah. Well, I don't see, think wrong with it. In Scotland. They're not going to get drunk. Oh, no. no, no. <laughs> in Scotland, I had both my boys up in Scotland. Is um, that a conscious choice? Did you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's mean, near it's your mum, isn't it? Near my mum, yeah, near you know my gran and stuff, and my sister and all that sort of stuff. But also, it's a lot quieter. Up right. There. You get your own room and all that sort of stuff, which is amazing. Is that something that you knew that you wanted to do then? Yeah, away? yeah. I knew the hospital and 
some of the midwives, you know, my mum knew, yeah. you know, so like, you know, what yeah. we were talking about earlier, growing up, you sort of already know everybody. And some of the midwives, especially at our little local doctor's surgery, had been doing it for, you know, 40, 50 years. Yeah. And I preferred that way. I liked that when I would go in and I'd say, oh, well, this or that, and they sort of have a pocket and be like, you're fine. <laughs> and you would feel better because yeah. it was this, you know, veteran old midwife lady just being like you're absolutely fine go home do this and you'd be like yes ma'am yeah see you later you know rather than worrying and yeah that's another thing as well that i completely forgot that we did we did sort of antenatal did you classes we did with harrison, with harrison. Yeah. um because i that i hadn't been around a baby since i was a baby pretty much <laughs> so i felt like i'd needed a refresher course Turns How out, did you find those? I would say the actual birth information was good. What to expect. If this happens, don't panic. Yeah. You know, that sort of stuff was good. I felt a lot of it was just sort of common sense a little bit. It can be, but I think if you're really worrying about stuff, then it's definitely yeah. a good thing to do. Again, when I got pregnant with Jude, we were like, yeah, we don't need to do mm. any yeah. of that. Like, it's so... Sometimes it's just nice to meet people in your area. Yeah. Yeah. There was a woman there all the years ago. She was by herself. Yeah. We always used to sort of chat to her and yeah. be like, you all right? Do you need anything? Because she was just yeah, doing it alone. Yeah. Her own, yeah. Um which happens all the time, obviously. Probably better. Now, I'm just thinking about myself <laughs> and you. Probably you could, did probably make could a, have, Probably could have done without me, to be honest. You did make a lot of jokes and stuff. And, you know, you were yeah. being very was you. Was that good? It could. He made a lot of jokes. During the labour? In the labour, yeah. The midwife was getting a bit annoyed with you. She was, wasn't she? Was yeah. that with Harrison or with Jude? That was Harrison, yeah, the first one. Because we were all excited. You were really excited. What was the one where we turned up and like... That was Harrison. Oh! You, I think it was Jude because you... We'd just done it. Because you know, obviously, the advice is to stay at home as yeah. long as possible during labour. Yeah, and I did with Jude. Yeah, yeah, and I was going, come on, you could do a bit longer. Going, I think we might need to go. I was going, no, let's see how long we can... <laughs> no, but there was once. I can't remember what one of the boys it well, was. Well, we turned up and I had your bag and stuff like that and I got you into a bed and midwife came in and stuff and I went, all right, let me know how you get on. I'll see you later. And started walking <laughs> off. And Claire was going, he's joking. Ignore him. Ignore him, he's joking. Because she was like... <laughs> oh, so how, how long in advance did you go up to Scotland to make sure that you were there? Right, this is a bit of a sore subject for me. Okay. I'm talking about Jude specifically. So Jude's born in August, a few days after my actual birthday, which now no one cares about. <laughs> Your birthday's just prep for Jude's birthday. Yeah, so Claire wanted to have Jude up in Scotland, same as Harrison. The doctor said uh, around sort of late June, early July, the doctor was like, I think this baby's coming. So if, yeah. you, if you're planning on having this baby up in Scotland, you need to go now. I think, I think this is going to be the next few days. So like, no, we didn't right. say days, but he well, just you know, said... A week or so. He just said get organised. Yeah. I was like, oh, bloody hell, OK. So like, All right, we better go then. So we went up to Scotland. It wasn't until... We were there was, for I, a month. I think he was two weeks late. <laughs> he was two weeks late. He was two weeks uh, past his due date. And as far as I'm concerned... And nothing against Scotland at all whatsoever. You know, I love it up there. You missed the, the... weather's not as good up there. It was a really bad summer. Oh and all his God. mates were like, I had all my mates in the beer gardens going, oh, Buckley, oh, we're wishing you luck. And I'm like, yeah, cheers. Thanks, guys. And as far as I'm concerned, that boy owes me a summer. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know how he's going to get that back to me. Yeah, no, I don't know. It could have been worse, though. You could have been me. 
I could have been. Oh, yeah, yeah. You could have been pregnant and I know. stuck in the I know. <laughs> and also did you a favour because if you'd have been down south probably hotter I know yeah you know heavily pregnant and yeah, hotter a bit cooler Jude was that was difficult the summer pregnancy yeah that was when was I Harrison think, born October okay pretty much done two but summers I was being yeah. big with Jude in summer yeah and yeah, I do remember that's the thing that you regret as well what? I remember you've told me a few times that you hated being pregnant during summer because everyone's having a gin and tonic yeah. in the garden. It's yeah. really difficult. And not like I'm sitting there. No, no, know, but you're just like, oh, you just but sort it, of miss it. Then you, you are just a bit like, I just, I want to go home. This is, yeah. I'm sweating. My feet are exploding inside these sandals. I only had one summer pregnancy and I've never been a beer drinker. But in that you pregnancy. Don't want a beer so bad. But non alcoholic beer, feet in a paddling pool. I was loving life. Good. Oh, yeah, see, I didn't even do the non-alcoholic stuff. Yeah, well, and also there's so much more now, though, compared to back then. True. I keep saying that to James. I feel like even just in the short, I say short time, Harrison's nearly 12, but just so much has changed. Yeah. But like, we've got friends who are having babies right now and have just had babies and stuff, and it's just so different. I sort of feel like I'm like, well, back in my day, and I'd never <laughs> do that. And I'm like, but it does feel like but that. But it's when your mum or you're like any parent that's older comes and looks after you. You know that they've raised children, but they're with your baby, and you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. That's not how we do it now. Yeah. It just changes so often. It does. You know, put them on the front. Don't, yeah. don't put them on the front. Keep them on the side. Don't ever put them on the side. You're like, just... It's such a do what you think is right. Yeah, mm. that's all you can do. You can only do what you think is best. And they're quite resilient. They're quite strong babies. <laughs> you said that as if you tested it. They are. They're they quite are. resilient. I've, I have tested them. I, um, I built a large hamster ball for Jude when he was first born. Just pushed that down the stairs. See what happened. <laughs> no, they are. They are. They're, they're they, much more resilient than you think. Yeah, you yeah. think yeah. you think they're gonna. The first one putting the arms in the baby. Oh, they're so the second one, you're because, like, yeah. I think because you're so scared, the first one, it just seems like nothing wants to stretch know. out. Don't Every hurt limb is, is yeah, so scrunched. Tiny. You think they're made of rivetta or something? Yeah. You, the first one, and then when they finally fall asleep, and you or go, any other cracker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when they finally fall asleep, and you think, right, I can shut my eyes now. But then you can't because every ten minutes you're just poking your head up just to see the belly going up and yeah. down. Are they still breathing? I know, for some reason. Like, just, oh, they're going to suddenly die. The just... fear, the yeah. fear is, that's probably the hardest bit. James always says I'm a little bit too much. You are. But I still yeah. have that fear. Like, But my thing, I always say, you know, James was still working back and forward and we were really lucky because he obviously had a job where he would go away and he would film something and then he would be home for a while. It could be a few weeks, could be a couple of months, whatever. But I was just there all the yeah. time. And I just, I don't think that's ever left me. Just so concentrated on them all the time. And any little thing, James, you do say that I still baby them too mm, much. Yeah, you do. But I just don't know if that'll ever leave me. And yeah. it's probably to, I don't think it's detrimental, but they probably could be a little bit more independent. They definitely could be. If I let them. Oh Not that I don't want them, but I just, I'll go in. I'll, I'll let me do that for you. Yeah, and also it's quicker, it's nice. I, know, you know, yeah. I love putting on a sock and a shoe. Because also it's different to putting a sock and a shoe on a toddler. This is a child who wants their socks and shoes yeah. on because they want to go out. Yeah. But our kids are, our kids are 11 and 9 now. 
Yeah. <laughs> and Harrison will say to me in the morning, oh, mum, can you put my socks on? I'm like, of course I will, baby. <laughs> oh, I was getting them ready the other James morning. Like, I know, yeah. I was getting them ready the other morning and Claire went, look, you just really need to pay attention to Jude. Yeah. Because he just doesn't... He's watching the television while he's getting dressed of a morning. Well, let me just quickly so explain, I assume, though. I thought you meant... But Jude is a, an old school definition of a boy. He, no matter how you dress him... He looks like he's been dragged through a hedge backwards, right? Yeah. Harrison's quite, he takes pride. He'll yeah. do his hair, he buttons up. Jude's just like, oh, my collar's tucked in. I don't feel it. I'm like, how do you? how is that not uncomfortable, you know? Puts his sock on backwards, inside his shirt, he won't feel it. Put his shoes on the wrong feet the other day. He'll just, I got him he'll all the just way to the roll school. at the door. I got him all the way to the school and I looked down at him to say goodbye and his feet were poking out in opposite directions. My shoes are on the wrong way. Have you got to all? We've, been, we've had a car journey. We've had to walk a little bit. How have we got here without you going? Oh, I think my shoes are on the wrong feet. So the other morning, James was getting watching them get dressed. Watching them get dressed. And I said, just watch Jude. Keep an eye on Jude because he th- he doesn't he doesn't pay attention getting ready. I was like, right. So I assumed Claire meant the most technical part of the school uniform, which is the shirt, the button shirt. There's about four or five buttons that they've got to get through. So I was like. I'll do his buttons for him. Mm. Did his buttons for him, got his jumper on the top. And Claire was like... You were just about, we were just to, about leave. to leave. I came downstairs. Claire was like, did you help him <laughs> get dressed? I was like, yes, I did. I absolutely did. I was like, is there anything you want to check before we go? Jude's looking at himself. James is like, no. I was like, his shots are on backwards. He <laughs> had the big arse bit in the front. <laughs> and I was thinking, oh, mate, help me out. <laughs> Jude would just go, Jude doesn't care. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Are you going to be dropping the eldest off when they start secondary school? Because you're now a massive of parenting. Yeah. Like yeah. You've, you've completed... This is the next one. Yeah, for one of them. And now this whole new chapter is about to enter your lives. Yeah. Yeah, and also, it is certainly that bit where that independence starts creeping in more and more. And Not if I can help it. No, he <laughs> needs be putting that. the socks and shoes on no, when they're no, 18. No, no, no. He needs to be able to I'm only learn joking. how to function. No, I'm terrified. It goes right back to, you know, that fear when they were little babies and the fear was, am I feeding them right? Have they got everything they need? Are yeah, they warm? Is, Are this they... is uncharted waters This us. is a new fear. Mm. Are they going to mentally be able to cope with us bigger isn't it what do we do about social media what do we do about i mean i said something girlfriends boyfriends like we've got it all to come i don't know i said that 
to Harrison. I said, well, next month, yeah. when you start your new school, you might meet the person you end up marrying. Yeah. Well, he's only two years away from when I met Tom. Well, there you go. <gasps> 14. That, oh. 13. Wow. Yeah. He's five years away from driving. Like, it's all just... It feels like we're... It's getting faster, getting isn't it? Getting to the end, aren't we, Jimmy? We're nearly there, Claire. We're nearly there. <laughs> <laughs> I, am looking for, I am looking forward to the time where me and Claire can maybe go away for a weekend and start doing some things. She'll start putting your socks on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, no, God, but... I didn't think this far ahead. Do I need to be alone? Where am I going? Yes, no, I'm looking forward to it. Doing some things but that, that we, be we didn't have time you to too, do. Exactly, because you didn't have that time at the start. Yeah. So having that time where, you know, the nest is empty... Well, not even the we might realise we each other. Not, no, we don't, no, I like you a lot. You know, not an, em- not, that far. not an empty nest or anything, but just that they're old enough that I can go, me and your mum, we're going to go to Berlin for the weekend because we've never been before and we want to see another city or something. We never yeah. got to do anything because of you two idiots, <laughs> right? So we're going away for the weekend. If the house looks like this when we get back, I won't ask any questions, oh, all right? Oh, God. Oh, no. Don't call us. We'll see you in a couple of days. I'm looking forward to that. And I'll say, phone me every day. <laughs> Checking every hour. Yeah, definitely is the next phase. I mean, we've still got little Jude. He's still a little, a little guy. Still can't dress himself. Exactly. <laughs> and you're no help. <laughs> so we'll, um, you know, keep us busy. Yeah. I think Jude will keep us busy. I think Harrison will be a bit more independent. Yeah. A lot of people have said, I've spoke about it on YouTube and on Instagram and stuff, and a lot of people have said, enjoy these last few months because as soon as they go to secondary school, they it. just move away for you. They I really change. I hope I'm right. But, yeah, I've had a lot of people with kids that are slightly older than ours. Once they turn teenagers, they don't want to know you. Yeah. They don't want to spend any time with you. But I just can't see We that. are very close. Even I cannot just... see that. But do you also think music is a massive part of uh, what keeps you guys? Do you know what I mean? Like you've got that shared dialogue in a way. And that's yeah. passion. It's an extra special connection that I've got as well because I, yeah. you know, I twiddle about on the guitar and play an instrument and stuff. So I get to play with the boys now. Yeah. I can't imagine. I don't think so. Obviously, I do worry about it, but obviously they'll grow up and become more independent. They won't always want to come and, you know, sit on your knee for a cuddle. I get that. But I do think we will always be close. Touchwood, you know, I hope so. But that is how we are. The four is actually often talk about that and talk about maybe somebody's having a little hard time at school or whatever. We talk about how excited we are to, you know, shut the door at, half four, five o'clock, start making dinner, hang it together, catch up. Watch mm. a film. And you know, we do... We, we like being with each we other. We really yeah. savour those as well, I those moments. I think that's something that's maybe changed as well with parenting. It, yeah. I know my children. <laughs> I'm good mates with my kids. Mm. I love hanging around with them. I love being their dad and their friend. Yeah. And I don't feel like I had that with my parents. Maybe dads in particular, I think, um, that are a lot really more changed, open yeah. now and a lot, you know, more involved and softer. I guess so. Just a lot more up for being involved. I'm not having a go at sort of the last generation's parents. It was well, just, you can see how it's changed over the years. The way the things, yeah. It was just the way the things yeah. were. I know my children and mm. they talk to me about stuff and they crack jokes or, you know, ask questions that I would, be way Never. too scared to 100%. talk to my parents about. Yeah, that's and I the prefer that, that. That's the kind of conversations we've sort of had with Harrison a couple of times now. You know, nothing too crazy, but we have sort of mentioned 
he'll be talking about, oh, you know, I go to like parties and stuff now. Like he's getting excited yeah. about this next stage. Well, not for a while, but, you know, and we've even said, when you do, you know, you'll have your phone and anything you feel, mm-hmm. you just phone us. Don't ever think, oh, no, my dad's not going to be happy or my mum, you got to phone it. So we're starting to have these conversations, even though that's far in the future for us anyway. Yeah, but I think to yeah. make it, just keep it open and yeah. make sure, you know, that they know that they can get in touch with us or tell us. Even so the thing is, whatever happens in life, know that your mum and dad are that's on it. your that's side. It. Like we're if there. you know that, that's, then that's, that's what I feel is my job as a parent yeah. to be their go-to. Yeah, to be 100%. the person that they can go. I've maybe made a bit of a mistake here. Can you help me out? Even I if go, it's just a yeah. little thing. Yeah, anything. You know, anything. That's what I feel. The simplest way of putting the the role as a parent yeah. is being their go-to. Yeah, that's good. There are so many parts of it, though, that we didn't experience growing up, like social media, like the phone situation. Like I was with a teenage girl the other day who was Snapchatting her new boyfriend of a few weeks. I think there was a conversation about how he didn't see the whole of her face and he wanted to see the whole of her face. And I was like, just make sure it's only ever the face. Because you can understand how when you're in that moment with that person, it's all, you know... I know how easy it would be for a teenager to yeah. kind of go, oh, yeah, I'll send you a little something yeah. else. And, you know, mm. well, there's this whole other world that we weren't a part of. Funnily think... enough, Harrison actually, you know, I think this is a thing in schools. No, it certainly is at the boys' school. You know, Harrison getting to the last year of primary, you know, they start talking about sex education yeah. and the do's and the don'ts and things to be careful of. And they also go into the online world yeah. and sexting which, you know, Harrison came to me and was like, oh, this is a thing. And I was like, Mm. oh, okay. But I thought that was great. You know, don't be careful about pictures and who you're talking to might not be who you think Mm, you're talking to and all that sort of stuff. So I think kids are luckily quite clued up about this sort of thing from an early age. I do worry about that sort of thing. Yeah, me too. Um, But with any of those conversations, sex... Things like that. How comfortable are you with those conversations, um, James? I think I am quite comfortable. And are I, you? Yeah, I, I approach those conversations with humour and yeah. making them seem like it's not a big deal. Yeah. I was actually away working when Claire, when Harrison had his first sex education lesson. I was talking to the family on FaceTime and Harrison went, oh, Dad, I had my first sex education lesson today. I went, all right. I'd already okay. texted you and warned you that yeah. he was going to yeah. ask you some stuff. He went, I've got some questions. Okay. And I went, to be honest, mate, I've probably got some questions for you. <laughs> I think you might be able to teach me a thing or two. Um, but I just think that sort of relaxed, not yeah. making things seem like a big deal. Again, making him feel comfortable that he can talk about And sex yeah. is funny. It's yeah. a funny thing. Yeah. That is with you. Well, and also, yeah. you know... <laughs> <laughs> I've told her to stop laughing at me before. <laughs> there was one time, <laughs> there was one time where I went, you've right. got to stop laughing now, and it became awkward, <laughs> so she couldn't stop laughing. And I went, you know what, forget it. <laughs> that was years ago, that was in the, that was in the flat. Yeah. All right, forget it. <laughs> you do your little thing and you walk to yeah, it. all right. <laughs> <laughs> but that is real, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And rather that than kids just watch a load of porn and think that it's oh, something God, completely yeah. different and not real. Yeah. yeah. Kids aren't idiots. Yeah. And you don't have to talk to them like they're idiots. We, that's something that we've never, ever done with our kids as well. We, we never did a baby voice or 
oh, like we never. The doggy woggy. We didn't ever really do as, that. Was the doggy woggy? No, it was just a dog. As soon as Harrison was born, it was a dog actually. Even when he was sort of like. Yeah, a couple of days old, and he'd open his eyes, and I'd be like, "Are oh, you right, mate? You waking up, are you? Come on, come on, here you come. Right, what have we got? We both did speak to them, like we yeah. were having a conversation with a yeah, friend constantly, yeah. and we've always had that dialogue and that way of talking with, yeah. with with the boys. I don't mind talking to them about anything, and the, hopefully uh, they don't as well. I, I think, think that's important. You know, like James said, humour is. You know, it's always there for us as well. So even if something's a bit embarrassing and stuff, yeah. we will all just sort of laugh. But then we can sort of then sit down and go, right, but this is what it means and blah, blah, blah. And obviously Jude's not there yet. Jude doesn't know anything. But Harrison, he was just like, yep, got all the information. Because I was like, have you got any questions? You know, trying to be really cool and calm. Is there anything mm. you'd like to know? And he was like, no, I think I'm all right. Yeah. And then he came back to me a couple of days later, actually, and was sort of like, oh, so do you get, like, your period and stuff? And da, da, da. and I was like, right, yeah, 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 yeah. So then I sort of gave him a quick roundup of that, and he was like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one that, you know, he was Sorry fine. Yeah, he was fine with the hairy balls and all that sort of stuff. But that one, he was like, God, I'm glad I'm not. Getting... And I was like, yeah, thank you. But um, no, as it's all just, you know, take it with a little bit of a laugh but yeah. get the point across and mm. especially with like online things and yeah. stuff like that it's it's super important for them to know they can come to you and they can yeah. have a chat with you mm. and they're not going to get in trouble and that's it we'll laugh at the naughty words together and stuff like that it's not a, a taboo no thing. that's good right if you could write a letter on being a parent who would it be to and what would you say so I'd write to um, not I suppose I'd write to a new oh. dad and I would say I would tell them to enjoy it because it is... Fleeting. It is fleeting, but also you don't... Try not to be a bit of a lad. Being an expectant dad, for obvious reasons, way more fun than being an expectant mother. Mm. There's nothing physically happening to you. You're sleeping fine. There's no chemical imbalances going on. It's not... <laughs> there's not been a physical... Did he just call me crazy? <laughs> no, but... No, no, no. Not at all. Um, Chemically imbalanced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're not crazy. He, po he posh called me crazy. <laughs> <didn't he? laughs> well, you know, sometimes when you're standing outside Nando's waiting for it to open, <laughs> you, still, you do still think, Jesus, is she, Jesus, is she all right? <laughs> yeah, pressing your face up against the window. <laughs> Fire it up! Get it fired up! I know you're not open for another five minutes, but you can turn the ovens on now. Um, no, I would, I would say enjoy it. It's fun. It's fun being a dad. Mm. It's so much less serious and more fun. You know, whether that's fair or not, unfortunately, it just is. Being a dad's the best. Let, you know, let her do all the work. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think you're doing me a disservice. I know I, what you mean. I, I can, do know what you mean. I can, even though I do like to have a laugh with the boys and stuff, out of the pair of us, I'm the one... You're stricter. That, ...that I do have a line and I will go, oh, hang on. Yeah. Let's not. Yeah. Don't test me, boy. <laughs> yeah. All right, you want to take this outside? Yeah. You want to square go? <laughs> yeah. No, there is a line. There is a line where I, where, you know, where but I'm... But I know where what you, you mean. do have to be sensible. Yeah. Claire? 
I was thinking I would do it to my younger... Get him to wear a condom. ...self. <laughs> Dear James. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking my younger self, but then I was actually thinking maybe to the boys. I know the boys know how much I love them. I know they know that. They're probably like, yeah, I know, too much, Mum. But I think just to explain to them just how much they mean to me. And I think just in a grown-up way, maybe if they were to read it, you know, years later, would be quite a nice thing, I think, for them to really sort of be like, God, that woman was crazy about us, you know? You know, trying to formulate sentences mm. to explain to them how happy and and, and from, you know, from the moment they were here until whenever they... I don't know, go away or go backpacking or head off to America for college, you know, whatever they do. Obviously, they're always your babies, no matter what. But, you know, there will be a point where they're off. You know, they've met someday, they're maybe having their own kids, that sort of thing. I think up until that point, it would be interesting to try and ever put that into words, just what it was like to be your mum. Mm. You specifically. Yeah. And that would be... I don't even know how I would write that letter, but... But also, with letters like that, I always think it's so much about where you are when you write that letter. Yeah. Because if you wrote that letter in a year's time, you'd say something different. Yeah. You know, like, depending on what's going on. Yeah. So I love letters like that, that, that where you are in life right now, everything that's going on... A little would capsule. Massively... A little, yeah. A little time stamp. Yeah. That moment. We finished the podcast with you completing three sentences. The first one is... Being a dad means? Being a dad means being their go-to guy. That person that they're comfortable, that they know that there's a safety net there. Mm -hmm. No matter how bad things get, or even if they've made a huge mistake, they'll have me to be there to help them to make things better. Yeah. Uh, that's my job. I like that. Being a mum means? Just loving them. You know... I agree with James, being the go-to, I like that because that's, like we spoke about earlier, that is definitely something we've said, you always come to us, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But, you know, if James is talking to them about it in the morning, you know, then they can come to me and I can be like, it's all right, we all make mistakes, it's yeah. fine. Yeah, just loving them, just letting them know that, which again, I think is moving with the times as well. I think everybody's a lot more open about hugs and kisses and yeah. love yous every single day because I didn't do love you every single day I mean I love my mum and dad and I know they love me but it wasn't the way I am yeah, with my yeah, yeah. it was never as you know touchy feely and kissy cuddly and all that sort of stuff but I think yeah just loving them next sentence since having children I <coughs> I'm knackered <laughs> <laughs> Emotionally, uh, physically. <laughs> That's a difficult sentence to finish because I don't remember not being a dad anymore. I yeah. don't. Um, I don't know the difference between not being a dad and being a dad. Um, they're so much a part of your life. They are your yeah. your world. Yeah. So it's almost difficult to think of a time where they yeah. didn't exist in it. And again, I think as well what you're saying about us being quite relatively young when we did it. So I agree, pre-mum, I was like, well, I was just a kid. Mm. I was a teenager, I was still going out. Yeah. I was 18, 19, 20, and then 21, I was getting pregnant. So the adult life never existed for yeah. us no. pre-children. 
So pre-children, it was just we were kids. Yeah. yeah. Another thing as well is that the way that they are right now, the way they look and their height and stuff, <laughs> in my head, that's the way they've always been. Yeah. I find it really difficult to remember when they were toddlers and babies and stuff. I'm always like, well, they always look like that. Yeah. That might be something, a neurological <laughs> thing. I think it's just you're so, you see them every day. So yeah, of they, course I do. But, but they, they always look they, like that. Because they don't change for you. No. If you went away for two years and came back, you'd be like, oh my God, they look so different. You see them every day. So well, especially doesn't... at this point, guys, they're going to like start shooting up well, and. No. Well, not too much. We're Jesus. Well, that's true. I don't want to shoot them up. <laughs> trying to. I'm trying to bring them up right. I know we're Jeez. laid back, but not that laid back. <laughs> okay, final sentence. <laughs> I'm happy when. Here's when I'm happiest. I bet you're gonna say the same as me. Friday evening. I knew it. That's what I was gonna say. Four o'clock, coming from school. Door shuts behind us. We never do anything on a Friday night. We don't do anything on a Friday night. We talk about what takeaway we're gonna get, what film we're gonna watch, and no one can get to us. No one can get near us. The phones don't ring. The phones stop ringing four o'clock on a Friday. And we're together and we're a unit. The kids take their shoes like, and socks off and they're like, oh, yes. Like, they are happy. We're happy to have them. Yeah, we um really liked lockdown. Yeah. We liked closing the world off and just being with each other. To a certain extent. We did get bored, the same as everybody else. But, yeah, yeah we yeah. Not, No, we, don't get me wrong. We, you know, we did we, enjoy we it. We nearly got divorced, but it was... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we did We were sick of each other at the end of it. I mean, I was, Claire was sleeping with a knife under the pillow. And, no, um... He always goes too weird, yeah. doesn't he? Just, just a little step too far. I was... No, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm agreeing. That's it. Friday night. School's done, work's done. Let's hang out with each other. Mm-hmm. We don't need anyone else. From that moment on, no one else on the planet exists for us. Mm. Um, and then it's plans as well. What do you want to do on Saturday, yeah. Sunday? Yeah. Should we go go-karting? Should we yeah. go to the science museum? Should we, you know, it's a little, obviously, if we've got the weekend free, but I that would definitely be mine. The Friday night, it's become a little ritual, and it's really, we always sort of hung out together, but it has really become something since lockdown, I feel. Because when the world started going back to normal, we did miss that sense of nobody else is here. You know, nobody can come in, even if we wanted to have friends or whatever. And that's been a little past few years, Friday night. We pick a film and sometimes we don't. Sometimes it will be Jude will come in and he'll be drawing on his iPad and Harrison will, he'll hang out and he might watch the film or, you know, we just were there and it's just always dead cosy and... You, we end up getting the guitars out. We'll put records on later on at night. I love it. That's it. That's when we're at our peak, isn't it? Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been a delight just to sit in a room with you both and Natter. We haven't seen each other for a while, have we? So this, the this last time good, I saw you, excuse. Tom was, um, we're all drunk. Tom was uh, Me and Tom were especially drunk. Were you singing on the ukulele as well? No, I was sort of like, <laughs> i got to get home. Okay. Me and Tom, me and Tom <laughs> were uh, singing. Mm-hmm. Songs about in the pub. Yes. About us being the next cast of 222. Yes, that's right. I must have been drunk. You I, were as well. I don't remember this. But also yeah. in a very short amount of time. From got, well, we're parents. You've got to squeeze it all in. Got to get hard as fast yeah. as you can. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Right, go. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks, you. G.
This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.